7-Eleven with craft dice to flow nice like the honey jack with no ice. Low light in the condo, switch things around though. Gotta hold a nine like Rondo. Ask her about it, she been on about it. No limit with the passion, being bout about it. I'm still grounded, steady planting my seeds. Going back to my roots, these Larry Birds in blue. Tell them boys don't shoot. Yeah, and no more ducking patrol cars. Give it new meaning to shoot stars. Real boss, from Raymond Noodles to Caviar. Now be in these rooms that sealed off. Damn dog, that's what we are. Yeah, and best believe there's no rush hey, to where we podcast, baby, cool baby. Clubs. Atlanta, Georgia, what's happening, everybody? Um, me and, and Jeremy will be holding it down today. Akeem and Rashad had to handle some business, so A-League Podcast will be handled by me and Jeremy Johnson. What's that? What's, What's up, man? What's up, man? What's, What's up, up, man? It's rainy outside, but we good. We're going to bring the light. We're going to bring the light in here. We're going to talk a little Hawks <clears throat> basketball, as we always do. Um, shout out to everybody who's been supporting. We really appreciate it. Um, Dash Radio, we're excited about it. Um, and, and this is, I think this will be episode one or, or not. We'll see if it'll be aired or not. But uh, everybody listening, we really appreciate your, you guys' support here. Keeping up with the Hawks basketball throughout the week. Um, and then also we, we'll be talking about LeVar Ball who has been making waves, uh, beefing with Charles Barkley and whatnot. Uh, and I think we definitely have to talk about that because he seems to be getting a lot of flack that I think is going a little bit far, just a little bit too much. But let's talk about the Hawks basketball, man. This week we lost to the Spurs, lost to the Grizzlies. Today they have a game against Portland, a uh, big game there. We're still sitting at the fifth seed. But I think a, a big a, a big topic that I'm just seeing around with just like Hawks Twitter, Hawks Facebook would be – should Tim Hardaway start, all right? Because most of the season, he's been coming along slowly. We remember where Tim was last year, uh, where he could not make a jump shot, and he was struggling and looked like that whole trade that we gave two, you know, two years ago that was not worth it. It felt like it was a, a very bad move. But now Tim is taking off this year. Um, one of the leading scorers on the team, the spark off the bench. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Is, is it worth it? For Tim, is it beneficial for him to keep him where he is? Is he better in that role when it's kind of, I don't want to say less pressure, but it's it's kind of fits his his game just to come in there and just be that green light? I definitely feel like he's a he's a guy that comes off the bench. I, mean, yeah. I, I don't want to see him in the starting lineup. I've seen that in New York, and that didn't really work out that well. And early in the season in Atlanta, um, mm-hmm. that really didn't, he really didn't, I don't know, it just he didn't seem comfortable in the lineup. As, as a starter, he kind of needs to watch the game develop and then come in and have that green light and just be that one-dimensional, I-got-to-score guy. I yeah. mean, that's that's cool with me for him. I mean, and as far as the the trade, the trade night, the draft night trade, I mean. For Kelly Oubre. Remember for Kelly Oubre, I mean. I, I still don't like that trade. Looking back on it, though, I mean, it's, it's it was a decent trade where the Hawks ended up getting a solid 13-point per game type guy yeah. for a guy that's, you know, he's shown promise, but. Yeah, he's coming along. Yeah, it's taking a while with Kelly. Yeah, but yeah. it's youth. I mean, I mean, Tim's still young. I think Tim's, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, Tim's like 24, 24 or something. Yeah, 20, yeah, so he's a young dude. But I can understand, like, yeah, the trade-off there is immediate. Like, I think Bud is definitely showing all these moves. He wants everything is, like, for the now. It's not, and which is he gets some flack for that, right? Obviously, it's like, all right, he's just trying to, he wants to win now, or he wants to at least put, veteran pieces around there now but it's not what about the future and a lot of people obviously want him to that's why people want him to play Torian and DeAndre and all that but Torian's been taken off too we'll talk about Torian too we should talk about that but yeah no I mean Timmy I, I I'm so torn with it because the Hawks have had so many slow starts and and a part of that is really not giving Dwight enough chances yeah. you know what I mean so yeah. it's like 
the games are starting slow. Millsap is getting, you know, Millsap and, and Schroeder are like big with as far as like they're key to the starts. And a lot of times, like Schroeder is here and there. Millsap's usually pretty consistent with the first quarter. But a lot of, I mean, a lot of these games, it's just Atlanta's getting out to so many. They did the same thing against the Grizzlies. Uh, they started fast. They start fast on the road, but they start slow at home, if you realize that. Yeah. So it's like Tim. I, I, you know, it's him or Baysmore. I think we can realize that if it's going to be him or Baysmore, I don't think you can play him and um, him and Tabo, yeah, yeah, together. I'd rather have him and him and um, him. Oh, I'm sorry, actually, replace him for Baysmore. My bad, and play him and Tabo together, just because you have somebody else veteran wise. And Tabo's so good at like communicating, like defensively, like but he's then, the best. Then your bench suffers. I mean, you have you have that that um, that dilemma of wanting to be an offensive bench or, you know, coming out and starting off slow where you got the defensive unit basically to start the game. I mean, you got Ken Baysmore and Tabo in the lineup, and then you got Dwight. That's three out of the four, uh, three out of the five players that are defensive players. And then you got, and then you have the bench. That to Having Tim Hardaway on that bench is kind of a shock to the system when they kind of bring him in late yeah. in the games. They, they, I, think that, I think that formula works better than having him with the starters. starters and then bringing in defensive guys. You know, yeah, throughout the game, I, I can understand. We we got also we got a clip from um, Coach Bud from this week. I think earlier, or actually earlier this month. Go ahead. It's, it's uh, I think we like having that scoring punch off the bench, and um, you know he's getting lots of opportunities. It's you know, I, I just I think it's it's best for our group to keep him in that spot. And um, Bay is a table, you know, starting, and um, you know they're contributing, doing their thing too. Yeah, that's Coach Bud talking about Tim Hardaway coming off the bench and how it helps this unit here sound like the Cookie Monster. But he is <laughs> – he's definitely – he has a point there. I can understand. I think it's just – you can feel it out game to game. Obviously, if you get the minutes, at the end of the day, if you get the same amount of minutes, I guess it won't matter. He's finishing a lot of these big games. So yeah. it's like I guess he – you know, but the slow starts are just it's, – it's just too much. And even – even in – he's got to put him in some of these games earlier than I know he would want to. Like the Grizzlies game, that second quarter – uh, actually, the third quarter, he put him in a lot earlier than he usually does in the second half. But because we were just, you know, a, a lot of times, Tim's like the only one that would come that would be on the court. It would be him, Dennis Schroeder, Paul Millsap, um, and he would be the one out of the. And uh, Ken Baysmore might be on the floor too, and the, the only one that'd be as aggressive at times. And I'm, and that's even saying against Paul. Like, there's a lot of times I see. Tim is like looking around, like okay, so it's like the whole Allen Iverson thing, kind of like is okay, so nobody else is gonna take the shot, so I guess I will. So, yeah. and that's like that's what I at least like about Tim is that he's not afraid to take the shots. And I think for him, it's just he's had so many big games, like the Houston game, um, the San Antonio game, which I think that was his first break to meet like his biggest turnaround this season. The San Antonio like the overtime game mm-hmm. they had in Phillips, uh, the Houston game obviously was big, the Portland game he had on the road, like all these games we've come back. The, the Milwaukee the, game, the Cavaliers game, the Cavaliers night. game. It, it all because it all happens because Tim Hardaway, and it's obviously it's a contract year. Do you fall? F- you know, everybody's like, oh, do you, you don't want to fall for it again. Um, he might pull another base more on us if he comes back next year. I don't know, um, but I, I am I am like starting to warm up towards the whole idea of bringing Tim back. Uh, just looking at the market, there's not much out there for the yeah. to see as far as like shooting guards go. So what you do, I don't know. But no, I think Tim. I think for now, my final verdict. I just see keep Tim coming off the bench for now. I think I'm agree with you for now. Um, 
Playoff time though, it might be you might need a you, starter. Yeah, yeah. In playoff time, you got to do what you got to do in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. If you get in a pinch, game through, game five, game six, you're down. You you got to do what you, you got to do. do. Your you best do. your best players yeah. got to be on the floor as many minutes as they can be. Yeah, so. and you know how stubborn Bud can be with who he wants his lineup and all that. But sometimes you just got to put you know because right now we got only Torian. We got like a ten man unit right now, so yeah. you only got Torian coming off. Uh, Jose Cotteron, he's doing a great job, by the way. You got to give a shout out to Jose because he's doing, he's really coming in there and like just seems like he has complete control over that second unit. Uh, uh, and Malcolm Delaney did well most of the year, but you just feel a little bit more like comfortable with Jose. Malcolm Delaney doesn't feel like a point guard. He feels like another shooting guard on the court. He's yeah. just kind of a guy that's just out there to take his shots. He's not, like you were saying, Calderon has that control. Mm-hmm. He's another coach, and that's that's one thing they're really missing. Even yeah. even with the starting unit, because Dennis isn't that either. I mean, he's he's more of a I'm gonna get my shots, I'm gonna get my assists, and I'm gonna go chill on the bench. Right I now. think, and oh, let's talk about even that. Dennis this week was like I think he's. I, I was looking at the stat, and he upped. I think for the last like five or six games, and his, Dennis has upped his like shooting field goals per game to about eighteen. Like it's been like the last six, which is a pretty large amount, right? Yeah, you would say yeah. for, for Dennis, a point guard. for a point guard, and then for, especially for Dennis because he didn't. We know he didn't come in the league. Even he didn't seem like that type of player, right? Everybody compared him Rondo or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like I think that's been interesting because yeah, you need him to take more shots, but he's also taking a lot of bad shots and questionable shots at the same time because Dennis, if Dennis is not aggressive, then the Hawks aren't as good. Like at point blank, he's the engine, right? But. A lot of these shots you've seen him taking, especially that Spurs game this week. I don't know if it's the fourth, fourth quarter if you saw it. Yeah, it was just a complete. It was uh, it was just ugly to watch. Yeah, teams him forcing are, it. Teams are starting not to even guard him now. Yes, there. That's it's making that's making it hard on Millsap and Dwight because teams are just packing the paint in and saying, "If you want to shoot, have at it. Go ahead. You make one. You make one out of ten. That's that's the win for we'll the other team. <laughs> and that's what the Spurs did. They really just Patty Mills and them. They they put ball pressure, but once he got in the half court, they were like, "All right, just go under the screen." Even though Dennis, to his credit, has improved on his pull-up game, I, I'll give him that. And I think Bud even gave him credit for that. He's improved on it. But at the end of the day, it's like you're, you are who you are. A lot of these teams say if, you can't, if you're just now getting better on your shooting, we're still going to play you the same way as when you couldn't shoot. So right. that's like how it is with Dennis. I get it. you got to make the league respect you. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. But he's just not, making, he's not taking good shots. No, he's it's not. Like, he's just giving up completely on – I mean, he he can get by anyone. I mean, I, that's been proven, and he, and teams should know that by now that he could get by anyone when he, he wants to. But he just doesn't seem like he wants to. I mean, he don't want to get in there and take that contact. I can, I can. He don't want to get in there and and go to the free throw line when it's late. He don't want to go. That's what happens when you get a jump shot, though. A little bit. Now you start to want to. Yeah, shoot you want to float around a little bit, but yeah, that's that's what, not his game. Nah. He's a smooth, silky point guard. That could, if he really wants to, he could get to the hole whenever he decides he wants to. It's true. He can. I, I even though I don't know if it's a hot take, but I don't think I don't think Dennis is as no. He's quick, okay, but I don't I don't think Dennis is as athletic as he may come across. No, he's not John Wall. He's not John. Yeah, okay. His game is very comparable to John Wall's, but he's John Wall has is a whole another level type Did you of say athlete. That John Wall. He's, he's comparable. He's smooth. What? He's smooth. Dennis is smooth. I would give him that, but he's not as he he definitely doesn't have as much control over like just it, well, first of all, his body, or and as far just like movements, uh, right, uh, and all that kind of yeah, like the way he gets to the lane, it's not as agile, yeah, as, as John Wall. Let me, let me let me rephrase this. I'm not saying I'm not saying, I'm okay. not saying John, Dennis Schroeder is even in the same breath as John Wall. Honestly, I think John Wall is really underrated because I he feel is. he's he a is. top five, top six point guard right now. But yes. oh, about, most oh, people, easy, most easy. people would laugh at that. But anyway, Dennis Schroeder. 
You know, he's not in that league, but he's a poor man's John Wall. He's a poor man's oh, Rondo. He ha- what he- about Rondo? Because Rondo's his comparison, right? No. And he's not even Rondo. He might not even be Rondo. I get it. He can't pass like Rondo. He doesn't no, he have the vision, pass. which is tripping me out because all that's like we're seeing it now. We can finally compare because he's a starter, right? Yeah. So it's like, what are we seeing from him? That's I was like, eh. the decision making has always worried me, and I know it's worried you. Like last year, that's what we yeah. were talking about yeah. when he said, "All right, you giving him the keys." But I'm like, are y'all sure? Like I get it. We're over with the Teague thing. We did everything we could with Teague, but now it's like I don't know. Like it's this guy here. You you're gonna have some like struggles, and we've seen it throughout this year where it's like. He he'll make a bad pass or he'll and it's like he won't you won't see like the look at him that like, all right, my bad, let me fix this, let me get better at it. I haven't seen like exactly the him develop as a decision maker throughout the year. I don't think he's gotten better as a I think he's just kind of stayed the same. It's just game by game how he wants to play. If he if he's up for the game, Dennis is gonna play. He's gonna really be out he's gonna do his thing. But other than that, I haven't seen the improvement I wanna see enough from Dennis like yeah. this year. Yeah, it's just like He's questionable. And then they rewarded him with that nice new contract Four before, years, he, even, before he ever started a game, you know. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. Yeah, but really, for that money, I, I get it. I mean, they were scared they were going to lose him, right, because he was restricted, if I'm not mistaken. I right? think so. Yeah, he was yeah. a restricted free agent. So I would I would have gave him a one-year deal. Really? Said, I would have gave him a one-year deal with a lot of money this year. and just Like a know, franchise tag. Yeah, basically, a franchise tag. That would be smart. You got to make – because these guys, it seems like him – Baysmore are guys who are just like they thrive off of just having that pressure of which NBA, NBA player does yeah. when you I feel like you're on it. Speaking of Baysmore, uh, we got a clip from Baysmore, which we know he's been struggling all year. Let's hear that. I'm still finishing the work. I'm uh, getting a lot of looks that I want. You know, it's just you know shots aren't falling. Initially, starting to get to freak a little bit more. So. Um, as far as you know, when I get out there, you know, I'm happy about that. It's just you know, good ice on the cake. You know, missing the summer uh, really hurt me. So now I'm you know, you know, coming in late night, two times a day, you know, just you know, trying to get right. So um, it all come together. You know, you just you gotta be patient. You know, one way to build one day. You know, uh, greatness takes patience. So uh, you know, I'll be there. Uh, you know, when my teammates need me, you know, they've done a good job of, you know, staying with me, uh, you know, kind of helping me through the frustrations, you know, but uh, it happens. Uh, just got to keep chopping wood, you know, my work ethic hasn't dropped, you know, I still play hard, you know, just, you know, not my time. And that is Kent Bazemore talking about his struggles this season. Obviously, he's averaging just 11 points a game, shooting just 40% from the field. How? Watching Kent, man, I this is I was talking with somebody at the game about this, but I just for him it's like he's never been a guy that's had to have this amount of pressure on himself, right? It's like his whole career, uh, so old Dominion get into the league undrafted. It's kind of like you know you've always had that underdog, so it's easy just to outplay people or play higher than your ceiling or your ceiling. You know, play a, higher, a little higher than your ceiling, like he did last year, when you nobody expects anything from you. Not expectations are, and he's he's obviously pressing during that that quote. I mean, that audio right there when I was talking to him, it was just like yo, he had his head down and he looked like he was in his head. You know what I mean? You know how some players you can tell they're like in their own head. That was Kent Bazemore. Like he's completely overthinking everything on the court right now. And it's like he's not just out there playing free, playing. He doesn't look like he's playing at ease. He's forcing it. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to see him go to the lane and lose and get stripped and lose the ball like thousands of times. Like Kent, getting to the hole seems like a struggle this year for him. I don't, 
it's such a weird like dynamic because like last year he was able to slither and get in the lane and get good looks and you know he was a good finisher he was a decent finisher last year this year it's like he's unsure like everything he does he's unsure of like he's I don't know if he's thinking over looking over his shoulder at Tim Hardaway and seeing how well he's playing because obviously players are going to say look I support Tim like he always does but let's be real you played you play football I play basketball like you know when somebody else is on your you know, they're on your ass pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and they're coming, and you got to just be, you got to step your game up, and then you start pressing because it's like, damn, I'm not, he's, they're all talking about him. They ain't talking about me anymore. Yeah. Like, last year we were all talking about Kent instead of, um, who's, I'm sorry, uh, not even Thabo, um, or when they had DeMar, even when DeMar was there and Kent was playing decent, you know, he started to make a little noise there. We were all talking about, you know, Kent a little bit. Like, all right, he could take the reins in a couple years. Now it's flipped. Now you got to be the guy to hold hold your position and it's not easy in the league yeah i feel i kind of feel bad for kent because really mm-hmm. I, I've, I've you know i've said many times that he's not a starter and all these i've said all these negative things about the guy but he's he's definitely a guy that i i, I appreciate him because he loves i think i think that contract is a curse to him because he really wants to live up to it and he really loves playing for the atlanta hawks and 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 him him seeing himself underperform yeah it seems like it really bothers him mm-hmm. and i can appreciate that because there are players out here that are, that are underperforming, <laughs> and they'll just they'll ask for more money. I'm like, wow, you just you had Josh your career low in points, and now you want another contract. Yes, but that's not that's not how Kent Bazemore is built. So I'm gonna say this: I'm, I'm I appreciate him caring so much, but at the age of 27, man, I mean, how much better are you going to get? So, but this is something Bud in the front office that that's this is something they should have seen coming. Yeah. But when somebody gets this, no, like that's a great point. When somebody gets finally hits their their stride at 26 or 27, wherever he was, 27 last year, 26, whatever. It's like that's that's not – I mean, you would want somebody more at like 24, like where Tim yeah. is at. If they hit it at 23, 24, that's a great sign because there's, there's a lot more to look forward to. But this late, I think Ken's about to be like – I think he's about to turn 28. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it, it's just too late now for – and I don't see him – He shouldn't be developing, developing his game no, at this point. No. He should be, you know, what he's going to be. Yeah. And he's limited himself, though. And it's yeah. his fault. He's limited himself. His game is not that all around. It's just like he either has a three-point shot, either he's going to shoot a three, or he's going to catch and slash, get to the paint. But there's not much else. You know what I mean? Like, you There's know. not even that confidence he had last year, though. No. Like, no. like you were mentioning, he, he would go to the lane last year, and he wouldn't care who was down there. Yeah. But now – he goes in there and people move out of the way. He misses layups now. I'm like, so, oh my god! That's what he said in the yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm always missing layups. Now I'm like, dude, I've been watching him. Like these are just like point blank layups, or he looks like he's just not sure of what he needs to do next. And it's like, yo, it's the pressure is there. I get it. Yeah. But uh, for this team, for the starting unit, they just need a little bit more out of him. Especially with I, I give him credit for this. He has done well, and I think we talked about this like a couple episodes ago with um, just like stepping in as a point guard. Like he played the point guard role for the Grizzlies the other night. Um, he did something against the Spurs. Like, a lot of these games where it's tight, Bud would leave him as the point guard. And he mm-hmm. actually does a pretty decent job guarding the other team's point guard. But that's one role I said he's expanding on this year. But other than that, he's not – he's just not shooting the ball as well. And I wish he would just get to the – at least a mid-range game where I think he has – I truly think he has a good mid-range, like, jump shot. Yeah. But we will never – we won't see it enough. Because he doesn't of, have any – He like you said, three? Three or, or – layup. Or layup. And that's it. And he can't get to the free throw line. So it's like – that's what, which is funny because I think we, what well, we asked him against the Rockets, uh, it was me and Avery. Shout out to Avery Yang, uh, Hawks hoop. But we asked him before the Houston game when, against James Harden because I was trying to see did he want to be a two way player like Kawhi Leonard 
Or did he see anything interesting when it comes to, like, did he see any similarities between him and Harden? And I was just, you know, just trying to get get him thinking. But that's one of the things that Harden does so well. It's like, he, and he said it, like, Harden's so good at shooting a three ball, and he gets to the foul line, and he gets to the paint, and he finishes well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Kent is trying to do those things, but... He just doesn't have the skill. He doesn't have the skill set. You're trying to shoot the three right. like James, but James got a handle you don't, you will never have. And then James gets to the free throw line, and as that as he said in the audio, I'm trying to get the free throw line more. James gets you know gets to the free throw line a lot more because he's a big dude and he just knows how to. He slithers in, yeah, he's crafty. But yeah, so those are guys. And then Kawhi, you know, and then we asked him about Kawhi, and then he's just like, well, you know, I want to be that defender like Kawhi is, um, which. But then he's not as big as Kawhi. He's not as big as Kawhi. Kawhi has a like a seven foot wingspan. He's six seven, six hands, eight, hands. big hands, and he's athletic. And, yes. Kent Bazemore is none of these things. None of these things, and he wants to be these. Those players. are the guys. Yeah, those are those players. Those are the wants. players he wants to be. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He's an effort player. Yes. So do you pay for j- effort? J- do you? That's I guess. a good question. Is that in the, is that how the NBA is now? Is that it's so bad with effort that you have to pay for it? That you have to pay for effort. Like you're not that's getting effort out of your superstars. You have to find players that'll just give you effort and pay them. That's a da- that's a shame, man. Like that's wild to me to think about that. We've pretty much had to do that. Because, you know, what we dealt with in the past in Hawks, we don't know if guys were actually cared. You just said it. Some guys that came through Atlanta didn't want to be here. They didn't care to be here. No. They were just like, no, I don't know if you name any names. I'm going to say Josh Smith. But I just like a lot of these guys didn't care. So I know now people, everything is about what's the whole slogan, being true to Atlanta. So you want to have people who are who are here who actually care about Atlanta. I get what they're trying to build, the culture, you know, the whole culture yeah. thing. And that's true about Baysmore. It's like what you said. It's just like he actually wants to. That's a guy I can look in the locker room every time I, I'm in there and I say, hey, that's a guy who I can tell he actually cares about and he likes being here. Yeah. Cares about being here. Uh, wife or girlfriend, whatever, she apparently she teaches yoga here, like a big, like like a really popular like yoga class or whatever. Everybody like digs. I know somebody at my job who goes to it anyway. But it's like she's popular here. They love being here. It's pretty dope. I get it. But uh, do you sense it throughout the whole locker room? And I would say no. It's like no. only a few guys you can sense that actually want to be here. Everybody's just like, oh, Atlanta's just a stopping point here. And I'm even, going to the next. Even Dennis Schroeder, I don't even – I don't know, man. He just has that attitude about him, man. I just don't like it. It's the body language. It's just like I'm just chilling, man. I yeah. got my dough. Yeah. I'm in the league. What you going to do, put me out of the league? Yeah. Bro, yeah. bro, let me tell you something. <laughs> He's looking around like <laughs> – Let me tell you something, bro. <laughs> you can't do nothing to me. There's been people – who were in your position, mm-hmm. and they disappeared. Mm-hmm. Within the same year, I'm trying to think. Uh, what, what happened to Gilbert Arenas? What? Where is he? Oh yeah, Gilbert, well Gilbert. Apparently now he's taking care of his like ten kids and uh-huh. you know, yeah. Well, yeah well, but wasn't he? Good. Wasn't he like at one time on the cusp of being a superstar? Yeah, it, it, he, 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 he got hurt. He got hurt. He got hurt, and he went from yeah. being a third hibachi, hibachi to Nachi. Yeah, exactly. So that's so, what happens, though. It's a quickly. I think no, you're right. I think he's taking it for granted a little bit. Like yeah. I'm just chilling here. I'm 22, 23, 24. I got plenty of time. No, that's what they all say. And then before you know it, you're 30 and you're a backup point guard. Ask Darren Williams. Yo, <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy Darren Williams actually fell off. And I sound like a hater, oh, but because I was such a you know I was on that big CP fan. I'm a huge CP fan, and all that comparison crap is just. See, so now all y'all people talking, y'all can see that D Will fell off. But D Will finna get a ring. I know. He about to compete for one. So Isn't that crazy to me? If he gets a ring before Chris Paul, I am going to explode. Well, that's Chris Paul's fault. Honestly, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to take that back. All I'm right. going to say it's the NBA's fault because the NBA oh, blocked, blocked that trade. Because <laughs> I really feel like they would have won a title that with that uh, team. They would have been in it. They Kobe, Kobe, CP. This is like Kobe right before he got hurt, Kobe, right? Yeah. 
And Pau Gasol, well, no, Pau got traded in that trade. Never mind. Pau, Pau Gasol Did got traded. Yeah, Pau got traded and Bynum. And they brought in Dwight. And, and, and Lamar Odom. And they brought in, no, they wanted to bring in Dwight. That was the next. That's y'all Laker fans. Stop with these damn memes and putting people in jerseys that don't need to be there. Like, y'all need to just relax. Boogie Cousins and AD is not coming. To, well, so now they're on Westbrook saying he's coming in next year. No, like, the, Lakers, the Lakers need to be doing those memes for the NCAA tournament. Yes. They need to be putting Lonzo Ball and, and VJ Beecham and and Vladimir <laughs> Kuzvushkovich, yeah. who they drafted in the second round, they need to be getting those guys and putting them in Lakers because that's what they're going to look like next few years. Yeah, I'll, I'm I'll, sorry. No, it's true. No free agents are coming there. I'm sorry. I don't care if Magic Johnson's true. the coach. I don't care if Magic Johnson comes out of retirement to play a few games. It's just no, nobody wants to play for that franchise right now. They're in, they're in flux. They're so in I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tell you. The Magic, and the whole thing about, real quick, Magic, do you, does Magic still have a movie theater? I don't know why. This, I'm I just randomly care. thinking. Remember that Magic movie theater where he was telling popcorn like a uh, uh, Proud Family? Wasn't that on the uh, I was say that was a Proud Family, that was right? a Proud Family. I thought that was real. <laughs> I was like, wait, Magic got a real. Uh, what was it? What was the name on Proud Family? What was Magic's name? Uh, uh, they never showed his head. Wizard, 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 Wizard Kelly? Wizard Kelly. <laughs> I never, I never knew it was Magic Johnson until I realized he had movie theaters. I'm like, wow, <laughs> Wizard Kelly, Wizard Kelly, shout out Magic. to Wizard Kelly. Never showed his face. Oh, they no showed face, his face. No case. They showed his face one time when he was sliding down the mountain with the uh, with the snow. Go, what go, episode was that? I'm not sure what episode it is. He was coming down. They had a he had a he tripped and fell down the mountain or something, and like they accidentally showed his face. It was funny. It, have, it's really quick and subtle, but you have to you have to. Go I gotta go back and look at that. I never saw Wizard Kelly's face, but we just all knew it was, he always had a ball in his hand. So. <laughs> yeah. Proud Family used to come. That's why I bring Proud Family back. They bring back Raven, Simone, that's so Raven. Bring back yeah. Proud Family or something else. Anyway, uh, what the heck were we talking about? Uh, Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore. Okay. Oh, but, Dennis Schroeder. And Dennis Schroeder's attitude of, you know, not being caring. Speak, speaking of that, um, and it, interesting enough, we we remember the the entire beef with him and Dwight just not too long ago. Um, and, and that whole fight there was... I don't know if it was it if it was just brewing, but it happened. So we have we have actually a clip of Millsap Millsap talking about Dennis Schroeder and and Dwight Howard their entire scuffle there. So we got a little audio there of that. Can we play that? So that's Paul Millsap. You didn't like that, did you? Paul Millsap talking about Dennis Schroeder and Dwight Howard's whole thing. I, I know we might be a little behind on that, but I don't know if people heard his reaction, but that is what he said. Are you, are you upset at all that he... This is him playing in the middle. He's sticking in the middle uh, between this, that, you know, this little scuffle there. But that's Paul Millsap. That's what he, uh, that's, that's what he did. What, what, do you th- what do you say? You don't look happy. The most generic answer from the <laughs> most generic star player in the league. <laughs> that's P. That's Paul Millsap. Man, man. this man should have said something. 
y'all, we don't, we ain't gonna have that in this locker room. Mm-hmm. This is not acceptable. We gonna get this right. So it's not point, acceptable. Point blank. He didn't. Wh- wh- we what gonna, do you want him to do? We go. We go. We. This gonna be the teams that's gonna stay together. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be there fighting. The first, like, first of all, you're not gonna okay. be fighting for anything at the end. I'm gonna tell you that right. I promise you, you I will not. Triggered, you will, I triggered him. I promise you, you will not be in the oh finals. I promise God. you. Oh Lord. I promise you, you can have my car if you're in the finals. You can have my car. Wow. You can, you can, whatever you want, you can have it. But you're not going to the finals. So it don't matter how close you are, how much you stay together. It's just not gonna happen this year. Second of all. You, you, you got to say, maybe not publicly. I mean, I, I will say he maybe he just. You maybe, think he did something behind the scenes? Maybe he said something he behind the scenes. So I will give him that. But I don't know. See, my thing is, I don't know who he is closer to. So who do you talk to if you're not close to either one of them? Even though you are the leader, but who do you talk to? Because I'm, I'm just quite sure him and Dwight are not like close like that because they have two totally different personalities. And then him and Dennis. Dennis is a lot younger than him. Dennis is like 23. Paul's like 31, 32. So you're not going to relate too much to him. So what – I know it's a basketball thing. You have to keep it on the court, but it also helps to have a relationship off the court. He don't have I'm, – I'm, I'm positive Paul Mislop has no relationship with either one of them. And if, you, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I am not wrong on this. But those two, yeah, so what do you do? I'm okay with the answer because it's a, it, as it being a safe answer, uh, at this point in time when everything is – for the Hawks, everything seems to be just chaotic, somebody has to just keep calm. And that's what Paul did. Even when it was happening, you saw Paul just like slowly walk to the bench and be like, "All right, that ain't, I'm gonna hand, like that ain't my problem. I'm gonna let them figure it out. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna I'm gonna let the, the the point guard, our newly paid point guard, and our star center, you know, all star center. You know what this tells me? I'm gonna let them handle it. It kind of lets. Or me you think he's gonna leave? Yeah, I knew it. It kind of lets me think. Lets me know he's thinking about leaving because if if he can't step up and handle this, and because this is a situation that's gonna. This has to be fixed next year. These guys yes. are going to have to fit together next year. I agree. So I agree. if Paul's not willing to put in, I'm not going to say that because maybe he's behind the scenes. He's putting in the work. We don't know. To we kinda, don't know. To kind of, you know, clean this up. But He's not a vocal. Yeah, he's not a vocal. He's not like a vocal. That. Y'all know Paul Millsap. Uh, you know, great. Great hawk. He he's niece. Well, years from now, he'll probably have. He could have said. He'll have his jersey in the Raptors and the Hawks. He could have said. I just said it. He could have said. <laughs> he could have said. You know, it's been handled. Why would you do? Left it at that. Yeah, I, but yeah. Look, it's been handled. But people kept poking him. We we as reporters, we kept probing and saying, "Yo, say something." What does Russell Westbrook always say? Well, what he said when, when he don't want to well, say you something. What he, said, yeah. he, he, he don't want to tell you something. He just tell you, "I'm not going to tell you that." Yeah. Who? Yeah. Who? Who? Is that Matt Curry? He said you saw the other day. Who was that? Yeah. Who was that? I don't know. Like when they asked him about Reggie Jackson, what did he do? Oh, that's just another player. Oh, that's another. Uh huh. It's a savage though, but see, he's he's already got the whole like savage complex, so it goes along with like who. That's Westbrook, man. That's Goatbrook. That's why I call him Goatbrook because he's the best, man. But Paul Millsap, they ain't no like what is you know what is his thing? What is Sometimes his stick? You, to be stick? to be a leader, you got to be a savage. Kobe was a savage. Michael Jordan was a savage. Russell Westbrook is a savage. LeBron James is a bit of a savage, and nobody and he's very underrated at being a savage. He is underrated. He's Drake, so slick with it. Yeah, he's slick with it. Yeah, he's slick with it. Dwayne Wade has been known to be a savage. Dirk Nowitzki is a savage. Yes, uh, Draymond Green's a savage. I mean, every, to Dirk, you got a black. I just name what seven, eight leaders <laughs> that are like on great teams and have won championships, and they're all savages. You talking about guys who are a lot better than Paul, though? Like, are they though? Dirk might be. Dirk might, Dirk might be comparable. For $33 million, nah, he better be doing good. 
It's not the money, man. It you is the money, You got to get the man. money part of it. He's a big fish in a small pond. He's in Atlanta. It's different. It's a totally different complex. And the expectations are different. But Paul's a great player, man. I love yeah. Paul Millsap. I, I respect the hell out of his game. Um, I, I love how he is able to draw. I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but he's he's able to draw contact better than like Harden. It seems like I don't know. He get, he's just good at doing that. But Paul's good. He's he's crafty. He's strong, dude. He might be worn down at this part of the year. I think yeah. at this part of his career. I think he just looks a lot slow now. He does. Slower now. And I think yeah, a lot of that just has to do with he just put a lot of mileage in Utah, and I think it's just kind of caught up to him. And he used to bang a lot. He's always been a banger, right? Yeah. So I think bangers they they eventually die out. So, but at the end of the day, Paul, great hawk. He'll have his jersey in the Raptors. I don't know about all that, but I said that. Okay. I said it. If that's the case, Joe Johnson should have his too. Oh, stop. Okay. Then. No, don't. Do- Same thing. <sighs> Am I correct? Or and I you say if you say Josh Smith now, go ahead and say Josh Smith because you probably want to. No. Okay, you won't. But you gonna say Joe, Joe Josh Johnson? Smith was terrible. Joe Johnson was here for like three, four seasons, like four seasons. Exactly the same amount of time Paul Mills has been here. Different though. What he the impact? The impact. They have they won a championship? No. But oh, wait, wait, with Paul Millsap, did we not get to the com- the conference finals? Okay. It wasn't because of Paul Millsap. Oh, come he was, on. He was a part of it. He was a part of it. He was just on the- <laughs> But it wasn't because of him. What did Joe do? What did ISO Joe get us? Nowhere. Get to us bounced out from Boston. Paul's doing the same thing. But he, 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 he literally carried them to the playoffs once or twice. And he disappeared at times in the playoffs. And Jamal Crawford looked better than him in the playoffs at times. Can we talk about that? But Jay Crawl was but actually. You know what, though? Where, where was where was where was Paul Mills up in Game Seven against the Pacers? I don't know. Okay, now. okay, I, that's <laughs> that's uh, he wasn't until, there until you find that Paul Mills up. I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna put his jersey anywhere near the Raptors. You gonna do Joe in front of man? Look, we are gonna leave this for another time because that's crazy as hell to think uh, Joe Johnson's a better Hawk than y'all. Hit us up on the A League One our Twitter. Uh, as tell us, you think Joe Johnson? Who's a better hawk? Just a better had a better hawk career so far. Joe Johnson or Paul Millsap? Hit us up. The A League one. Uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. Anyway, I, I'm definitely going Paul Millsap there. Anyway, okay. let's talk about Levar Ball. Levar Ball making his ways, beefing with Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is now wearing a Kent, a Kent, you know, Kent State. I'm sorry, jersey. I think yesterday I saw him because they're playing. Well, they play UCLA. Uh, so any team that's going against UCLA, Charles Barkley says he's going to wear a jersey for because he's just hey, he's just mad. Uh, old black dudes just mad, so that you know they hating on each other. But what do you think about Lavar's whole him going on, on Sports Nation, him going on uh, FSN One, um, ESPN everywhere, doing these different talk show stuff? Like, what do you think about him and the flack he's getting? Okay, Go there's ahead. there. I can see both sides of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna condemn a man for believing in his kids. I'm I'm just never gonna do that. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, people, for you being mad that you've never seen a father like this. But <laughs> my father was like this as well, where he would he made me feel like a better player than I actually may have been. But that that some people see it as pressure. But mm-hmm. if you look at Lonzo Ball, he doesn't seem to be bothered by anything. I mean, if you just watch the kid play, I mean that when people say, "Are you putting a lot of pressure on Lonzo Ball?" That tells me they don't actually watch him play because yeah. he's one of the calmest players I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he doesn't blink or anything. Doesn't flinch. So for them to say he's putting pressure on him, maybe in the league he'll be more. Steph much. Curry, LeBron, the comment he made yesterday, he said he's better. He's already better than Steph Curry and LeBron. Now, that's insanity. But, <laughs> but that's him. Yeah, that's, that's what he said. Yeah. That's him believing in his kids. Man. I'm not. It. I'm not going. And then we got this thing in the black community where you know you see. There aren't, you know, there aren't fathers usually. I mean, a lot. Well, of wait, wait. For these pro, for these pro, pro athletes, athletes, a lot. No, a lot of them. No, uh, see, let's be careful. Like, yes, a lot of them have have had troubles, bad relationships with their fathers that are around or not. 
uh, I don't because this is going to the whole George Carl thing, and I, I hate that yeah. what he said about the black players and their families' lack of fathers or whatever. Because the father role can sometimes it can it's important, but sometimes it can be like a little overextend as far as like the importance of it. I get it. Like I'm I'm, I'm kind of dicey on that, but anyway, that's a whole different topic. My yeah. whole thing is, yes, I, you're. I know exactly what you're going to. It's just like they're so used to seeing. Yeah, they yeah. used to star athletes without that. Yeah, without yeah. dads. LeBron James is it, the biggest one. Right. Yeah, right. No dad. LeBron James. Uh, that's <laughs> no pops there, and it just people love. They eat that story. Media eats it up. Yeah. Right. And now you don't have that. It, it, that's a great point. It's like you got this guy who just you got a black man that's very much involved in his kids. Probably been to every single AAU game. Make sure he makes every single game of all three of his boys. Very active. Shout out to my man Ronnie because he does the same thing with his boys, and his father did the same. It's it ha- it's, it, it's very common people, but obviously, like you said, it's not a it's not a popular story. Yeah, it's not what you want. It's, it's not, not what people want to hear no. or what, what people want to see. So he's making people see this. Yes. Which brings to my second point is that I. I kind of lean towards what Jason Whitlock was saying, where he's kind of living through his kids a little vicariously. But but yeah, he he is. He's doing it in a way where he's supporting them. So I'm not. I don't have an issue. He's mixing it at the same time. So it's so hard to kind of like stay with him. It's like, damn, ah, is it genuine or not? Ah, it's like you look at him. It's It's definitely genuine. He's he's right. No, he loves his boys. He loves his boys, and and they've grown up to be good men. Like none of these guys are bad guys. So I can see. I can see if these guys were. As brash and as mm. and as cocky and as arrogant sometimes as yeah. as he is, yeah. uh, but you rarely hear them speak. They when they speak, they speak well. They, I've never right. heard of them having trouble with the law. I've never heard of them being in trouble in school. I mean, they're good. They're good guys. They carry themselves very well. They carry themselves very. They do. well. They do. So yeah. I mean, he's what's raised, the problem? He's, yeah. What's yeah. the problem? He's raised three group. He's raised three well-rounded black men. Yes. And uh, yeah, you know, and I understand that. Oh, with a lot of pressure, that's a lot of tension that's on them. He's he's very seems very protective. He's Pretty much, he's an AAU dad that I've always seen. All the AAU, yeah, yeah like you know, like AAU basketball, you see all these pops. So he's really nothing that I have never seen before in my life. Like I've seen AAU dads call out the coach while the game is like call out, put my boy in. Like I, we've all seen that. Like that is nuts. So him doing all this is like, all right, well, you know, I guess it's shocking, but at the first because it's like all the comparisons to Steph and all that. Yeah. But then it's really nothing. Like for something, another okay. And my other thing I just want to bring up is just it to me. First thing I thought about, I don't know why was Cecil Newton, right? Yeah. I, yeah, right? Because yeah. I thought about Cecil and I was like, all right, well, like that was a situation where obviously the attention he brought on himself was self-inflicted because of the whole the, the money transfer with right. Auburn, right? right. The 250000 or whatever it was. And to get Cam to Auburn. And I get that. So you're bringing that. But that's different in this situation because it wasn't like LeVar. I would say this. LeVar it has brought it on himself like very much – in his like control, like this is him. Like I want you to look at what I'm doing and what I'm saying. Uh, Cecil was different because it he's was trying to get the money. He's trying to get the money. That it was, was low key. I've never heard Lavar say. Well, I'm gonna take that back. He he has asked for a shoe deal, but no, he doesn't. You know, uh, Baller Brand is ridiculous though. You seen the prices with them? Anyway, yeah, that's yeah, their hope. That's all another thing. Yeah. But I mean, it's a different situation with Cecil because yeah. first of all, it's basketball, and their basketball players are more visible than football mm-hmm. players. So. Cecil Newton was just trying to get what he could get. Okay. Yeah. That's that it's it was unnecessary, it was wrong. It happens Ooh, it all happened. the time. Every it happens look, all it's happening time. right now. Yeah. So don't have some like kids <laughs> somewhere being recruited by some school and they're saying, How much you know, yeah, what's your exactly. price? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. What's the price? Mm-hmm. But my the it, only issue I have with this is that 
every I mean it's it's kind of getting old where every day he says something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You you got something to say every day, man. Yeah, like he's a big talker. He looks like a big talker. Go ahead. And then another thing I'm noticing is where's where's mom? Yeah. I, I saw a story that was saying she was sick or something. I don't know how. Yo, a reporter asked him after the game yesterday if he knows anything about his mother having a heart attack. I was like, dude, you need to get your credential just snatched out of your like, just your just like, you know, literally. Why he's asking that question? Somebody needs to come out there and snatch his credential like it's a chain. Like, dude, he asked him after the game. Like, and then Lonzo was like, look, I'm not talking about anything personal on here after this game. After I just won an NCAA game, you gonna ask me about my mom? So yeah, but his mom is going through something apparently. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, she's not she's not saying anything because I'm probably sure she's just like this is just my husband doing what my husband's been always done. They, they're all numb to this. Like this is probably what he's always been like since they were youngins. Like he just talks big. Yeah, I get it. My thing about bringing real quick about bringing in Cecil was just all right. So does Lavar take the approach that Cecil did? Because remember when all that was going on, Cecil was in the news. He was talking a somewhat when all the accusations were coming out. And then as soon as Cam got in the league, do you ever see Cecil anymore? Do you ever see Cecil like? Making quotes, you see him in the stands. They never, that dude is never around anymore. He's completely taken a back seat to Cam. Like you don't ever. Before that, it was all about his dad. It was not like people weren't even talking. They were missing this whole. Cam was just doing great things, but everybody was talking about his dad. His dad, his dad. He doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve Heisman because his dad. Blah blah blah. And then now Cecil, he gets in the NFL, and Cecil's like, "Look, I'm gonna let you. This is all you now. I did what I needed to do, and I'm just gonna leave it to you. I'm gonna take a complete. Because anytime Cecil comes around, then what?" What did people start talking about? Everything that happened before. Yeah. So Cecil was like, all right, I'm not going to ruin your brand, so I'm going to chill. So does LeVar need to do the same thing when they get to NBA? Just completely take – or can he help himself? Because Cecil has, maybe has a different demeanor, but – Yeah. Yeah, like I don't, you think he should take a back seat? I don't, I don't see LeVar taking a back seat, but, I mean, I don't think he really should have to. I mean, You don't think so? I, I, at least not – nobody has the right to ask him to. Just like he said, you know, as a dad – he 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 raised those kids. He raised them. Nobody the, else did. He did. He, he did. raised them. So, and then he and you know Lonzo and Leangelo and Lamelo. They can't go to him and say, "Hey, you need to calm down," because that's just not how parenting works. Yeah, I don't, no. I don't know what planet. They sound like the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> like, what's up with that? I don't anyway, know. Their names are interesting, but yeah, I don't know what planet people are raised in where they, you know, they can tell their parents, "Hey, you need to shut up." Yeah, like I. No, not, not that, just, that just don't happen. <laughs> no, you can't do that. You can't tell your dad, "Hey, you need to calm down, Dad." Yeah. You know, I don't really think people like what? Yeah. <laughs> See, but <laughs> people think people might be listening, and be like, "That's crazy." How come you can't tell your dad just like the chill? It's like it's different because it's respect. Exactly, you respect your parents and your elders. It. Yeah, that's just the way it is. If your dad said shut right the hell up, if he said shut the hell up, you gonna shut the hell up, and you ain't gonna say nothing back. That's it. We that's how we do it. Like, it's just it's complete respect. Like I'm not gonna. You might say it's like overbearing that it's unfair that he has to be independent. He is independent, but at the same time. Uh, he wouldn't have the independence without his father. Like at yeah. the end, of, you know what I mean. Like without, he wouldn't be able to stand where he is right now without his dad. You got to get that respect. I understand. You want you got to be your own man. Lavar is is what Lavar is like nineteen twenty. So he's a, he's a man. Like so he's his own man. I understand that he's got to figure it out on his own when he gets to L A. Which you probably end up at. So either L A. or whatever. So he's got to figure it out. I get and that's, that. And that's what Lavar said. He said you could be your own man when you get out of my house. You got your house. Yeah. That's really. And have we that's never simple heard, as that? Have we always heard that our whole life? Yes. Yeah. So it's like you get out, you can do what the hell you want. Take out the trash. Yes. I don't want to. Well, you can want to yeah. when you get out of my house. house. Yeah, stop eating my food. Stop <laughs> watching my using my electricity. Stop mm-hmm. using my water. 
that's when you could be your own man. Yeah. Simple. That's it. Yeah, it's, a, it's very simple. It's a very simple concept. I don't – I understand that it, at first the shock is like, oh, my God, this dude is going overboard. It is too far – you know, it's too much. It's overbearing. Um, but at the same time, like, for, for me, if, if I had a pops like, like that, I wouldn't be mad. Like, personally, just me just speaking personally, like, my pops was the total opposite of what LaFar is. But if I did have LaVar as my pops, yeah, it'd probably be like, all right, it's it, you would you would get used to it because it happened so long. So you're numb to it's no like you said earlier, it's no pressure, right? So you yeah. get used to it, whatever. But a lot of kids, a lot of people, period, would love to have a father like LaVar. And don't and don't shake your head if you hearing that and be like, nah, not me. It's like, nah, you would, because you got somebody that's got it's in your corner twenty four seven and do anything to get you to the next level or get you to where you need to go. You can tell LaVar's put in any like his yeah. whole yeah. life to these kids. So it's like, yo, I would that's what we all do. Like, we got friends who I got will, sons. I will say this, yeah. though. There is a difference between being mm. what LeVar is and then being too much. Too much? Too much is when you go to the coach and cuss the coach yes. out after the yes, game yeah, because yeah, yeah. he didn't do what you wanted him to do. I agree. Now, that's different. That's a whole different situation. I've seen this play out before mm-hmm. where parents in the stands come out and say, hey, I want you to put my son here. And the coach is like, well, no, I actually have him playing here. Here. No, yeah. no, 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 no. That that's a no-no. no, no. But I have never heard of Levar doing this. No, yeah, I haven't seen it either. He's on the sideline. He's going. He's supporting. He's cheering. He's a but supporter. You don't see him. Yeah, but he's you don't not see a controller. Him. Yes, I think that will go if he ever. You know, future. If he ever gets in making quotes, which we could expect it, maybe if something. If he's having is if Levar. If I'm sorry, if Lonzo's having issues in L.A. or wherever team he's at. And Lavar feels the need to say publicly about management or blah 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 or whatever. That's out yeah, of bounds. That's out of bounds. And honestly, we probably should expect that. that I mean, there's a good chance of that happening. Um, if you, you know, like going forward, if he's having if Lonzo's having an issue, but because he's never really had, I'm, I'm sure Lonzo's never really had any issues with probably any of his coaches or anything because he's always been the best player, right? So you can't, you're not gonna, you're not gonna have any issue with the coach because your boy's gonna get all the shots, all the blah blah blah, all the shine. So you don't have to worry about that, but. For in a NBA with so many politics, and we know how the NBA can be real grimy. Yep. Uh, this is going to be like a shock for Lavar as well. So he might. It's going to be a lot for him to learn as well how to maneuver, how to how to at least word it right correctly when he has a disagreement with management or the coach, or just completely staying out of it. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so I'm not anymore taken back by Lavar. There's nothing about what he does that's shocking or that's appalling that's like oh he needs to stop it's just like you know whatever it's fun and a lot of it's just entertainment he yeah. said it himself like this is entertainment this is game this is not life or death, it's not what, life or death. what pressure this is a I game love that. i love that i, I love that good. quote yeah. i mean and then another thing he said something that was blasphemous to me i was what you say he was not it's not, not something he said but somebody asked him are you exploiting your kids and i was like no. huh at first i was like maybe he is a little bit Mm-hmm. You know he he's making money off their yeah. games, but baller brand. What is UCLA doing? Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. People pay to come watch his son play. Yeah, UCLA has been irrelevant for what, oh my gosh, eight years, seven, six years, something oh, like that. Since the last one went to the final four with Kevin Love, Kevin and Russell Love Westbrook, Love. and that whole crew. Yeah, and UCLA is a team that you know it's a hot ticket right now. Yes. So and 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 because of one man, Lonzo Ball is that yeah. man that yeah. made that happen. Yeah. So. And how much does he get paid to play for UCLA? Exactly. I, I, I can't remember. Zero dollars. Okay, then. So who's exploiting who here? Yes. No, this is true. As, I mean, don't now, don't hide and say, oh, I don't want to talk about the NCAA. Like, no, let's 
Let's talk about them. Yeah, keep the focus on them. <laughs> keep the like that's where it needs to be at. Like, don't forget all these all the players that has made these claims against the NCAA. Like, don't forget when uh, uh, Shab- Shabazz Napier said that he went to sleep hungry yep. and uh, every night because he his meal plan was ran out and he couldn't eat anymore. So he used to go to sleep with a headache and go to practice with a headache because he was hungry. Don't forget those stories there because those are real. So it's like, yeah, don't no. Let's keep the focus on the higher. Like that's like to me equivalent to blaming. I don't know, like civil issues between you know just civilians. Period. But forgetting about the government's the government's problem, like the government, what they do, like to impose a lot of these like rules and regulations on us that restrict people. That's like forgetting what their role is on like just civilian type of like problems or whatever. Like you got to look higher up. There's always a bigger like just dynamic to every situation. Don't forget that. So don't forget instability in this. Like his dad is is his father. That's personal. That's that's that relationship there. But his father does not do, does not try to strip him <laughs> of, like, everything he's earned or everything he's doing for basketball. His father's not trying to do that to him. That's what the NCAA does. They try to strip Lonzo and all these college players of everything they've earned, of everything they do for them by, by what, everybody. I mean, if you even sign an autograph, then that's suspended. Suspended, yeah. So you can't do anything. They and don't then, want you to earn a damn dollar. And then dollar. you go to the professional rankings, and then your your, your stock drops because, drops because you, you're, oh, he was suspended. He's a troublemaker. Yeah. Like, like. Uh, Jamie Foxx uh, on uh, Any Given Sunday. Oh, he a troublemaker. He yeah, don't, he 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 don't want to play no ball. Yeah, you ever seen that movie? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly what he said. Uh-huh. I mean, that's 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 exactly right. He hit it right on the head. That's that's it. Lonzo Ball. I mean, UCLA's number two doesn't have a name on the back, but it goes for probably sixty bucks. Yeah, it probably does. It's true. Lonzo Ball doesn't get a dime of that. Never sees it. Never so. will. Uh, I know people are like, well, but he lives nice. He lives in, I think Alonzo was like in Beverly Hills or something. I don't care. Ch- yeah, Chino Hills. Chino Hills, I'm sorry. That's a nice place to live, I guess. Yeah, the house looks nice from what I saw. I was like, that's nice. I don't care where he lives. He still needs to get what he earned. I mean, if he's yeah. putting in the work, he's going in, in the gym, then, and none of us are. We're all covering it, writing about it, uh, going to the game, and, and just completely being entertained by him, then, yeah, let him get some cash out of that. But he'll about, he's about to make a big buck anyway. He's about to get his money in the pros. But for every other college athlete who doesn't make it to the pros, uh, what did they get? Nothing. No. So squat. I, I really, I'm, really wanna, I'm really interested to see how uh, LaVar handles LiAngelo's time in college because, you know, I don't know if many He looks people, like the oldest one. He does. He, he, I've been getting it mixed up. I'm like, yo, I thought he was Lonzo yeah. at first. I was like, yeah. I saw the picture. I was like, that's not Lonzo. Yeah, that's, yeah he's big. He's, he's, he looked like he in his mid-30s. But, yeah. But I want to see how he's going to handle this because I don't know if many people know this or not, but Leangelo, yeah, he's not as good as the Donatello. Other I don't know. Yeah. But, so, <laughs> I don't know these dudes' names. But anyway, go ahead. Donatello. I don't get them. The Ninja Turtles. The Ninja uh, Turtles. Coming, coming to a basketball court near you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's not as, you know, Yo, highly like, ranked yeah, or as like, skilled as LaMelo or Lonzo. I saw somebody on Twitter say, they, they're like, you're like the next Melo. I was like, yeah, chill out. Somebody comparing nah. to Melo, I was like, relax. I mean, he's only a, a three-star on ESPN. Yeah, three-star. Okay. And he's, he's a junior, right? He's a, he's a senior this year. And oh, he, senior? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, not, he's not as, I don't know, Lonzo is a is a – Generational type point guard. Yeah. I've never really seen a point guard with his skill set. He's six six. He's six six. He can off. shoot from anywhere. I mean, Got and nice then you look handle. at Lamelo. I mean, I know it's ninety two points. That's not legit. That's ninety two no, points. No. That was that was that was. No. No, no, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm so lukewarm with him. I just I'm not impressed by really with. And it's like, yeah, he's a high school kid. So I'm gonna chill. Like I'm not gonna bash. Him. If he gets better, you can see the skill set there. It's there. It's, it's there. It's just, but it's just not ready to be no. handed. 
next generational type talent. Like, yeah, no. you can't say he's Steph Curry yet. Or no, me. relax. But his game does compare to Steph Curry. That's what I was about to say. But it does. Well, he, I, I'm sure he looks up. That's like his favorite NBA player. Yeah, definitely but see that. I can see him being a NBA player eventually. Maybe a you know he'll be a starter or a role player in the NBA. At, at you don't worst. think he'll be a star though. He could be. I he mean, at, just yeah, at, never know. at yeah. this point, you know, you never know. You yeah. never know how a fourteen year old is going to develop. But looking at Leangelo, he's. I, I want to know how. Yeah, I want to see him too. I need to see more of him. Like I don't. Yeah. He, I know he was missed. I think they're in the turn. Are they not in the like the? Well, they were in some like playoff. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. I think they're like number one or number two in the country right okay. now. Even even without Lonzo, but yeah. I want to see how Levar is going to handle him. you know him being. Because he's going to be – he, I know he said he wants all his boys to go one and out, mm-hmm. one and done, but Leandro is not really projecting to be that type of player. So yeah. I want to know how he's going to handle that being – Oh, be, having, yeah. having to have a kid that's going to be on campus more than more, yeah. the one year yeah. and done type thing. Because Lonzo, he talks really highly about Lonzo, but like you said, I don't see – he's not doing it yet with the other two, right? Because right. Lonzo is obviously better than the other two, but – so yeah, like you said, see how he handles the next ones coming up. If he's just gonna be like, all right, I'm just I just did this for Lonzo, but the rest of y'all, I'm gonna chill. That's a good point though, because I don't know what he's gonna do with them. Yeah. I, I have no. But speaking of that, let's let's quickly talk about your tournament, uh, NCAA tournament. I don't know how everybody's bracket is. Mine's is terrible because I picked, I try to pick the first round like every single upset, and I try to just be like, oh, you know, this year I'm gonna pick without. Th- like thinking about what I saw this year at these teams, like <laughs> I wanted because it was like, look, you know, the worse you, like the more you know, the worse you do. Yeah. So it's like, like I knew a lady who picked based off of mascots. Like she picked her favorite mascot from each, like round last year, and she did way better than everybody in the office. So I'm like, I'm not, like I'm bugging, like I'm not doing that anymore. So yeah. So anyway, yeah. So uh, I had Duke winning the whole thing, and I might be crazy because I know Duke doesn't have not a lot of depth, but. I'm just going to go with Duke because I feel like they have momentum coming in. So. Yeah, that's a good pick, man. They, I'm going to go with Duke. They're definitely hot right now. So. Who you got? I mean, that's 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 really what the tournament's about, you know, getting hot. Who's hot? Yeah, who's hot? Yeah, who's, who's hot? Getting, yeah. Who's I, I got Arizona. Uh, for the same reason. I feel like they're hot. Okay. I mean, they beat, yeah. They beat coming down the stretch. They beat UCLA. They beat, uh, what's the other good team? Oregon. They beat all those oh, teams. they beat Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, and, and they're really, they got this really good power forward that's going to be a, a guy that's going to be a High first round pick that nobody's really talking about. Laurie Mekinen. 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 Look it up. Yeah, we know how it is. Yeah, yeah he, he won. I look him up, though. Yeah, he's going to be a, a, a sneaky lottery pick that nobody's really talking about. But They're in the bottom. Okay, so they're going to have to go through probably Gonzaga or or yeah. Notre Dame or West Virginia. Okay, they can definitely get to that final. Because they can yeah. score on anybody. Really? That team, okay. That team put up 100 points the other day. Wow. That The matchup I'm looking forward to seeing with them, though, is possibly when they run into a – are they on the bottom? Who, who's they're in the They're on the bottom. bottom. They're in the west. So they're going to run into um, either uh, – they'll run into somebody from the east, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Would that be West Virginia and – be No, no, no. So that means they'll play – yeah, they'll play somebody from Villanova's uh, – Villanova, UVA, Florida – or Duke, they'll probably so they have to they have to go through. Duke. Yeah, see they yeah. could see that yeah, they're, they're, they they're, they're capable of beating those teams, but okay, those are going to be really interesting matches. That's the most interesting part of the bracket to me is that half. Whoever comes out of that half is going to win it to me. It's, it's going to win. It. Okay, I can see that. No, nah, I mean it's and even the other side is like we know everybody's talking about how packed it is for Kentucky, um, Kentucky, North Carolina being yeah. the same. That's crazy to me to ever happen. But I got Kentucky coming out of those. Which surprised. I just I don't trust North Carolina. I don't either. Said. I, I don't care anybody. I never grab into that hype. I just think they'll either. I have them losing like the second round. I do too. Second or third. Yeah. If they if they run into a Michigan or a Louisville, they're losing. They're losing. Yeah, they're totally not beating agree. either one of those teams. No. And yeah, I, I agree. Them um, and even what we have in the top East. 
coming out. You have Kansas, Michigan State. I don't trust Kansas either. I know. I just, I don't, it's just like, well, yeah, if you put so much – and Kansas has decent depth, but, it, like, this whole thing is just about how deep you are. And Kansas is – I like their starting five. I like Josh Jackson. We don't know what he's going to do now with this pressure on him. Like, this is like this is when you make your draft stock really, like, solidified. Right. Like, all right, we're going to do it. You know, so it, a lot depends on Josh. They don't have a big man. They don't have a big. They, they can score. They, I, like, I like Mason, the point guard. Mason's really good. He's, he at least keeps them under control. Right, but, right. yeah. And Azabuki, they, they miss him a lot. They do. He, he was on his way to being a lottery pick before he got hurt. True. And I think True. he'll be a lottery pick next year. He's going to be a real good player. But Yeah, they missed that. You're right, inside. They miss him. Mm-hmm. So, they'll, yeah, they'll be coming out. They'll have to go through, but – uh, Kansas will have to go through either Mich- uh, Michigan or Louisville um, or Oregon, so this it won't be easy for them as well. I don't yeah. know, but I got Duke coming, Duke doing the whole thing. Speaking of that, real quick, yesterday Oklahoma State game, there's some really good games. Uh, Vandy Kid, you're an idiot. Um, no, nah, you're an idiot, dude. <laughs> that is, that's probably the. I thought I thought the coach. What the hell? I thought the coach told me to foul. How? When you are down. When the co- if the coach tells you that, just tell him, no, nah, dog, we up no, one. No, we're up one. Why would you foul? Look look at the clock, coach. Yes. And, but, see, like, and I don't know if it's, I told my friend Rich this, I was like, yo, I think it's like a, maybe a point guard thing or, like, you're just taught every, after, like, every couple buckets or every bucket, you're always taught since the beginning that we have to look at the clock. You have to see what, how much time left and manage it. Even if there's no shot clock, like, he just wants you to. Coaches always want you to know what's being aware. So that made no sense to me because you saw everybody cheering in the crowd. Yeah. So I guess you to him it's like, oh, <laughs> he's like, oh, everybody's cheering. So we're so we're down one. We're down one. Why are Vanderbilt fans cheering if we're down one? We're down one at that point. And look, it was just tied up like a minute ago. So I don't know. Like, do the math, my man. Like, you should have known that you are a D one athlete. You're you at Vanderbilt. You're at Vanderbilt, the, the Harvard of the, the South. Harvard of the South. So what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, oh, bro, then no, bro, like. Come on, it's like it's like it's like I don't know. Like you go to the club with your boy, and then like he leaves his wallet at home, and he's like, oh, "I didn't know we we're gonna need money." Like, yeah, it's you knew, <laughs> you knew that we were gonna have to do this. Like, what's up? No, you get hit with that. That's just somebody that just wants you to pay for that's them. True. That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah, we up in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. I got home this that twice, and I was like, "Look, we ain't turning back. I ain't going home." We ain't, I'm not going back home. He's like, man, can we go back and get my? I was like, nah, you just gonna be broke if you chilling in the yeah, car. You just gonna be at the car. Yeah, you're gonna be you, chilling. You, you want me to take you back to your house? Yeah, we you want to catch an Uber? You know, you, you can, catch an Uber. Yeah, you. Bro. I pay for your Uber. You know, that's about five dollars. You can get back to the crib. You back, go back to sleep. Uber's tripping though lately. Uber's going up on every price, man. I don't know. It's, oh really? Almost, everything like I, I did Uber like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, for the first time in a long time, I was like, I'm not feeling this. Like, <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> twelve dollars for me to go like like. A couple blocks, not even a couple blocks, but like just a little bit. What was it like? Probably like a twenty-minute drive. But I was, I wasn't feeling. It. I was like, I think that's a little bit too much, man. I don't know. I don't know. Atlanta's tripping. That's just yeah. But oh, look, real quick, I want. I did want to say that I am completely on board. I don't know if you saw Oklahoma State point guard, um, uh, Jawan. Is it Evans? Evans, yeah, Jawan Evans. Jawan Evans. That's he, the man. Yes, he can ball, and he is so underrated. They got he him is. projected in the second round. Like, I think he's just as, if not more talented. He's in the realm. He's with Lonzo and all that, and Fultz and Dennis Smith Jr. He's right there. That dude can play, man. And he plays just like Chris Paul. Like it's, but even like young Chris Paul because he's just as quick. Yeah. Um, Handle is ridiculous. That dude is nasty. That dude can really play. He's good. They got him projected second round. He what, said he what might year come is back. He? He's like a sophomore. That's it. That's why. Yeah. yeah. It's sad because that's crazy. The NBA is so caught up in. Oh, we have to have freshmen. We have to draft freshmen in the lottery. He's twenty years old. Like that's, you could, that's the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, if you like, can play. You can, like. I just realized how old Josh Jack. What's the name? Not Josh what? Jackson. Who? What's, what's the kid's name from Kansas? 
J- That's Josh Jackson. Josh yeah, Jackson. Josh, yeah, Josh Jackson. I thought he was 19 or, tw- or 18. He's 20 years old. Oh, he's a freshman. So Wait, why is he 20 and a freshman? I don't know. I saw his age the other day. He's mm, 20. I don't, mm, you didn't go to class. All right, so, <laughs> so, yeah, so he didn't go to class. Josh Jackson. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, why is that old, though, like, that's just okay. So that's the fact. I think you're actually right on that. Like that's what's probably factoring to why he he's like projected like yeah, it's kind of sad. like early second round. I'm like, dude, that dude is definitely like whoever gets him. Is a, this a is a, this is how the NBA draft works. The the freshmen go in the top ten, top eight picks. Mm-hmm. And then you got two or you'll they'll sprinkle in some projects from Europe from yeah, Europe. Yeah, yeah. And then they get those. That's your lottery. Yeah. And then you have that one really good college player that sneaks into the lottery. Like there's one, they got to be really good. Like Buddy Hill, good. Yeah. They'll sneak in the lottery, and then you have a bunch of guys that will be role players that will be yes, seniors that have measurables. That can basically. come in and help. They can, they can maybe come in and help, but like the middle, late, late first round picks. Yeah. Yeah, they can come in and just like help a little bit. But like, and then and then, and then the Francis. second round is the actual the ballers of college basketball, like the guys who you look at games and they're scoring 20 points a game. They're, th- that Those guys get drafted in the second round. I don't know why. It's just how it works. Because they're four years. Yeah, because how long they stay. And then they wonder why they figure out, uh, oh, there's a bunch of second-round picks that are turning to good players like Isaiah Thomas and Raymond Green because you guys refuse to believe that a college player can translate how did to you, the pros. How did you not see that Isaiah Thomas was going to be, like, good? I, 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 look, I did either. not see they be this good. But I was – I completely was on board with Isaiah Washington because I was like, this dude is carrying this team. And he's like, but he's doing it in a way he's not a normal little guard. Like, no. y'all keep thinking he's like a spark. Like, no, he knows how to play the game. He's smart. Yeah. He doesn't turn over the ball. He plays like a PG. I mean, he's a scoring PG, but he still plays under control. I was like, y- y'all didn't see anything you liked in that. Cause he's, and this whole too small thing is so – like. Y'all keep it's like so stupid. It's not football. It's not football. So it's it's <laughs> basketball. And then like they get me just because somebody seven foot tall is supposed to be good. No, no, dude, it doesn't mean it anything. And the game's getting small. Look, if it's a game, the game is more. The NBA is more wide open than the college. College is so tightly yeah, like it is. played. But NBA is a lot more spacing and it's open. So it's you saying these little guards, it's like it doesn't make any sense to me. And without hand checking and all these things, it's a it's a totally different game. Little people can play the game. Little people, little midgets can play. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, so that's just that's whatever that. Ask my Bulldogs about him because he definitely carved him up. Really? In the in the tournament before he graduated. Oh, they played in the. I didn't know they met in NCAA. Yeah, he, he, he killed. He killed Georgia. That's it. So that's that was my experience with him before the pros. He's a killer, man. Yeah. Isaiah, shout out to it. So uh, here we are, a league podcast, man. Wrapping this up here. Did our Hawks talk? Uh, we'll continue to do that with giving you guys some like audio there throughout the week from the games. If you enjoy that, uh, let us know. Uh, just about what you think about the episode. It's at the at the A League One. That's our Twitter handle. Um, e, uh, Yeboah NBA is my Twitter handle. Hit us up. Just about uh, what did you like about the episode? What you didn't like? What do you want to hear more about? Uh, just hit us up. Let us know, man. Uh, and check out HawksHoop.com for your latest on your Atlanta Hawks. Uh, also, 16 Rings. I'll have some stuff coming out there for 16rings.com. Yep. All right. Um, Jeremy Johnson, Clark underscore, underscore, uh, Clark underscore, yep. Kent underscore 75. Get my Superman on. Yes, sir. And we out. Peace.